What a play by Tony Walter. Ian Desmond with his 15. Check swing roller. Check swing roller. That was a rocket ship taking off. This ball is long gone. Holbrook, Blackman, we're tied. Tulowitzki. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Rockies podcast on your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Jenna Garcia, and you can follow me and all the work that I do at Vita Viva Diva on Twitter and Instagram. Although, if you are following, you probably know that I haven't really posted much work on the topic of uh, sports lately because our world is kind of in shambles. <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed or not, but it's literally burning to the ground. And while I think a lot of people may not really want to hear about racial inequality and discrimination and racism and police brutality from the likes of me, because I'm nobody really important and I'm not black, that's for sure, um... So why listen to me about it? And I would say to those who have sent me those messages and said those things in my DMs, I would just like to say, you're right. You're right. I'm not the voice to listen to. Find black leaders and black friends or family members or people in your community who you can listen to because they are far better voices than my voice to listen to on this topic. I will say for my fellow Latinos or Latinx um, community out there. This isn't about us. This fight isn't about us. And while we do experience some of the injustices that the black community does experience, we do not experience them all at the same level. And we do not experience them all, period. Um, I know myself, this has been a really good and positive educational time for me in in a way. I've had a chance to really um, just learn what I really believe about some of the topics and where I really stand on some of the topics. And I've also been challenged in a lot of ways. Um, for those of you who don't know, my uh, background, my race, my ethnicity, I'm Latinx. I, um, my father is from Mexico and yet I have blue eyes and pretty light brown hair. I usually dye it. I've, I've spent most of my life trying to look more Latinx because my, com- my own community hasn't much accepted me, you know, and I do. I have privilege. I've benefited from looking more European, uh, having blue eyes and light hair and light skin. Often times is a privilege for me in the sense that not that I'm proud, like a privilege that you're proud of, but a privilege that other people see me and they don't categorize me as Latino or as a person of color. And therefore, sometimes without me trying to benefit from it or without me necessarily wanting to benefit from it, um, people who are darker than me of my same race are treated worse than I am simply because I am lighter. That's called colorism. Um, I've learned a lot about that, and it's it's definitely been something of a learning process for me, as I hope it is for all of you out there. 
this has been originally I felt very negative, right? And I felt I was really avoiding this podcast, just in case you were wondering. I've been avoiding this podcast hardcore. Um, Monday, I wanted to record it and because I knew I should, and I just didn't have the right words, and I couldn't speak without crying because it breaks my heart to see uh, the George Floyd video, but it also breaks my heart to see people who I am close to, people who I was raised with, people who I consider friends or, or family members of my own family who just aren't on the right page yet, um, haven't figured out why they themselves have privilege or why they themselves are part of this problem, why they themselves have been part of the system and therefore are not actively racist but benefit from um, things that are in place by the system that would then put them at a benefit to people of color. And it's been a lot of arguing and a lot of me trying to explain to people and use the right words and challenge people. And you may hate that. And I would say to those of you who do and those of you who have been in my DMs telling me to just shut up or thank you to the one person who definitely said, uh, shut the fuck up. We should all just love each other. That was really, that one gave me a laugh, to be honest, because you can't say we should all love each other right after telling someone to shut the F up. But whatever. Good for you, man. You, you know, you have no fear of what you say. There are, you clearly have never had consequences for what you say because you feel like you can say that to a person. I, on the other hand, don't think that that's just the answer. I do think that Sometimes violence is the answer, and unfortunately, that's been the case in this situation, and it had me really sad. At the beginning of the week, I felt very sad to see my country um, burning, to see my country fighting and arguing, and to, to turn on the news channels and flip back and forth and watch the propaganda between different news channels and how they spin different stories to look, or the same story to look different ways oftentimes. But today, I come to you guys with a different heart. I genuinely feel, like, happy. I'm glad that this happened. Not that George Floyd died, but his death was not in vain. There's change that is happening. Simply the fact that people are willing to own that they have white privilege, to own that they are part of the system, to be willing to even educate themselves a little bit more is a step in the right direction. And that really has made me feel better. It's made me feel like there's promise because at the beginning of the week, I was saying, I don't even recognize this place, this place that I used to call my country. Um, a place where that my, my dad literally became a citizen of the United States. And he's probably prouder to be an American citizen than he is to be a Mexican citizen, and he's taught us loyalty and um, camaraderie for the United States. He is—he's a true patriot, and um, and I didn't recognize that country that he's so patriotic to and so devoted to. I don't even didn't recognize it at the beginning of this week, but with the protests and with people walking and um, 
with their signs and just holding hands and being there, being taking the time to be in the street on your feet protesting so long, it gave me hope. And for that, I'm thankful. I'm thankful that you guys have done that. If you have participated in that, those of you who have, I thank you. Thank you for standing up for what's right. And I just know that we will be on the right side of history on this one. Hey guys, Jenna Garcia here, host of your Locked on Rockies podcast. Have you guys heard of Built Bar? Because if you haven't, you need to check it out. They are the tastiest protein bars on the market today. Literally, they taste like candy. There's 16 amazing flavors and even some nut-free options. All the bars are covered in 100% chocolate and are soft and easy to chew. But best of all, Built Bars are healthy. They can help you lose or maintain weight while indulging in a tasty, delicious, chocolatey treat. They have low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. Seriously, I'm not joking. They taste amazing, and they're good for you. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and you'll get $10 off your first order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. As you guys know, lots of sports teams and other major corporations have come out with statements about this incident and about where they stand on these lines. And at first I thought, wow, like these are some some of the companies that were doing it. I was thinking, wow, these are people I would want to support. This is a company that has the values that I want to support. And, And in part, I still feel that way. There were companies that I, you know, have online subscriptions to who I couldn't purchase my online subscriptions yesterday because of Blackout Tuesday. And I was proud that I support companies like that. And at the same time, I was disappointed in other companies. Um, not that they didn't put out statements or that they didn't, didn't uh, maybe sometimes because they didn't put out statements and then other times because their statements were just kind of seemed like they were just trying to say something that should be obvious, shouldn't need to be said, shouldn't, it wasn't really taking a stand on anything. If you're going to put it out there to a statement to take a stand, take a stand, take a real stand, say something valuable and real. And unfortunately being in Denver, it just didn't really feel like Denver sports teams were doing that. I'm sure you guys have seen Vic Fangio's comments. I'm sure that you have heard what he had to say and he believed that there's no racism in the NFL. And then this morning he came out with another statement saying, oh, I talked to players in my, in, on my team and guess what? There is racism. Well, yeah, it is actually, it's so ignorant to say that there's not racism. And potentially it's a privilege. If you believe there's not racism in this world, then you live with privilege. You've lived with the privilege of never experiencing it. And that's a blessing. I wish I had that privilege. I wish everyone in this country had that privilege. And they should. They should. But um, with the Rockies, with regards to the Rockies, um, 
no one had said anything, right? The Rockies had not come out with a statement. A week went by, a week passed um, since George Floyd had been murdered, and the Rockies had yet to come out with a statement. Eventually they did, and it was a pretty blah statement. And I don't criticize the Rockies because I because I want to be punished or something, I understand that taking a stand against what they said could potentially take away my credential. They have the power to keep me out of the clubhouse, to keep me away from the team. And I still stand firm with the fact that their statement was pretty... Oh gosh, the word in Spanish is aguado, which is just like kind of like jello. It, it's not firm. It's jello-y. It's weak. It's... It, All it said was things that should be said, that they stand against inequality. Great. That George Floyd died of um, senseless brutality. And yet they still refuse to call out police brutality. Stating that you're against police brutality does not mean you are against the police. Being against police brutality does not mean you believe all police officers are bad. And, uh, and yet the Rockies couldn't say that. They couldn't come out and say that. Ian Desmond, the only Rocky on the team to be of African-American descent, he is half black, was the only player to have made a statement about George Floyd's death or about the protests in general up until yesterday on Black Tuesday, Blackout Tuesday. On Blackout Tuesday was a day and was created as a day for people of color to be able to, not even people of color, for black voices to be heard, to silence corporations and and media and entertainment, to take a day off where they're not posting content and give black voices a bigger platform so that when you scroll through your Instagram, the only thing you were seeing were black voices. Instead, the only thing I saw were black boxes and, um, which is fine. Black boxes was part of it, right? But and, and I did see a lot of, of black voices amplified, and I loved that. Unfortunately, the Rockies chose to make their statement on Blackout Tuesday, a day when they're supposed to not amplify their voice, but amplify the voices of black people. I had an issue with that. That's not cool. And it's clearly not woke if that's <laughs> something that they're trying to be. It was not. Um... Until yesterday, one of the only player, like I said, the only player to have said anything about this issue was Ian Desmond, not Jenny Kavanaugh, not Spilly. Spilly did come out with a statement today. I have not seen if Jenny had said anything today, although she usually is um, pro this type of of cause. Jack Corrigan, uh, not a not a Pete, not even a lot of players on the team, which I thought was interesting. For a league that celebrates Jackie Robinson and holds that as a day where people remember the race line being broken and and black players being invited to play with the white players, that being such a memorable day and everyone having such great things to say about Jackie Robinson and yet they have nothing to say when this is an issue. This is the same as civil rights movement. If you wondered what you would have done back in the day, back in the 60s, this is your chance. And they said nothing. Uh, Along with the Rockies posting yesterday, Trevor Story did finally post something. 
and um, a few players retweeted it. David Dahl. I did hear that um, Hampson might have posted something. Maybe I missed it. It's only up for 24 hours if it's on his story, so I would have missed that. Yancy Almonte did post a few things here and there, speaking out about, like, these are crazy times, but didn't really say Black Lives Matter or anything like that. Yancy Almonte, while Latinx, he does have appear as black and so he likely has lived some of these experiences shared experiences that black athletes have lived um trevor's statement was very heartfelt and i'm sure you guys can all find it on his twitter on his instagram it was well written it was heartfelt i thought it was it called out exactly what it was police brutality he wasn't afraid to call out what is wrong and to to say that he's had the pleasure of being and sharing a clubhouse with many cultures and races and that it hurts him to see this. And while no one else really wrote anything and while I was surprised that none of the Latinx players wrote anything or said anything, um, silence is not, this isn't the time for it. Not, not as a professional athlete with a platform, these, um, this cause needs all the voices that it can get behind it. And when you're a, uh, a professional athlete, whether you like it or not, you have a platform, whether that's 30 million people or 30,000 people. Uh, it's a platform. It's a lot more than any of us have. And your word goes a long way. So I was disappointed. I was disappointed with how the Rockies handled it. And I was disappointed with how their players for the most part have handled it. And I will give them the grace of maybe they're just trying to figure out the right words to say what they want to say. I will say that. Maybe that's what it was because Trevor's statement was beautiful. It was beautifully written. It was thought out. You could tell it came from his heart. Maybe it just took him some days to figure out really what he wanted to say. I had to write my own statement for Locked On and it took me some time to figure it out too, even though I knew exactly where I stood on the issue. So I give them that kind of grace. But not saying anything at the very minimum, minimum saying that Black Lives Matters and putting that out there, that that's the, the side of this line they stand on, is important. And I think it's, it's notable to say that the winds are changing, um, especially in the MLB. Players like Pete Alonso and uh, Marcus Stroman, Kevin Pillar, even Giancarlo Stanton have come out and, and taken stands on this. Uh, Cole Tucker as well took stands on this which is important to give them the chance to have a voice these players need they have a voice they have a platform it needs to be used thanks for listening to the locked on rockies guys hopefully we'll be back tomorrow with a less serious episode